I'm Marianne Kolbesek McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Daniel Bowden, CISO at Centera Healthcare, an integrated healthcare delivery system serving Virginia and North Carolina. Dan will be discussing with us the approach his organization is taking with DevSecOps, the concept and practice of baking in security into the software development code creation process. So Dan, for starters, please briefly describe how your organization is approaching DevSecOps and why. Right, I think the important thing is always why. And like a lot of health systems, we're trying to improve our ability to engage consumers and kind of de- deliver a more digital solution to them in terms of getting healthcare. And so we've put a lot of work into developing these solutions that require things we haven't done before. We're, we're writing our own applications, and as part of this, we now are uh, using different tools, different development methodologies, using different infrastructure in public cloud. And so that's driven a, a change in, really, I guess, you know, depends on whether you call DevSecOps a methodology or a philosophy. I think for us, it started out as a philosophy of saying, this is how we're going to do things and is now marching towards being a methodology that helps us figure out how to do things better, more quickly, capitalize on, in the future, on, on agile processes and automation. So, Dan, what kinds of software application development are you taking this DevSecOps approach? You mentioned cloud, you mentioned homegrown. Is it a combination of homegrown software, open source code, APIs, other software? So we are doing our own native code development. We're building mobile apps for both our provider and payer health plan organizations and also building new uh, web portals for our patients and plan members. And all of this is native built software. And so it's it's new approaches that we, we really haven't, as, a, as an organization, haven't tackled at this kind of scale before. So it's been a great learning process for us as we move forward in learning how to work together from all the way the, the team developing code, all the way to the, the strategic leaders of the organization telling us if we're doing it right. So what are the biggest challenges so far with your DevSecOps approach? I think the biggest challenges are learning how to evolve from managing kind of very large waterfall methodology projects into kind of chunking up much smaller, more quickly delivered code and projects. And it's a serious shift in thinking and how an organization functions. And it affects the entire organization. And so the challenges are really if, uh, if your organization is very org chart driven, siloed, which a lot of organizations are to some extent, it's a huge challenge because in order to get things done quickly, that that whole agile approach, the idea of continuous integration, continuous deployment, those things rely on the development, the security and the operations teams all working literally as one kind of assembly line unit to get that code developed and out the door. And so you can't have the dev and the sec and the ops team each continually escalating every single question up the chain for approval 
they've got to be given good frameworks and, and rules to live by that they, they work together as a team. And so that's been, I think, for us, I think for a lot of organizations, that challenge in looking at it as a different organization and seeing the DevSecOps group as a new functional uh, program within your organization rather than a function that's dedicated to a very particular mission. So with that said, Dan, what are some of the top benefits that you're seeing so far or you hope to see from this DevSecOps approach? You know, speaking as the, the CISO, the, the benefits I have seen and that I most appreciate, I believe, are the transparency that we have now with the development team and the operations team. I think in the past, and this is just uh, not that anyone tries not to be transparent, but when you sort of have that that legacy approach to managing infrastructure in your data center, uh, everyone sort of stays in their lane, so to speak, and not in a, a malicious or a bad sense, but there isn't as much transparency, and so it's easier to not understand or, or have misaligned expectations and priorities, where in our DevSecOps approach, as we're putting these new applications we're building out to market, as we're moving other enterprise applications into public cloud, the need for transparency is critical to be successful. So to me, that's the the most important benefit is just that transparency to know what's happening, when it's happening, and how it's happening. And then the other benefits are really just a better understanding of how teams can work together and get more things done uh, with the same number of resources. And from the security perspective, what are the benefits that you're seeing so far? I'll kind of run maybe deeper into that transparency aspect. I think in sort of that, I guess you call legacy model, the security team often has to kind of use their own tools, ask a lot of questions to find out what's going on, what where vulnerabilities are, how easily they are to exploit, where as we've, uh, anything we've done, in public cloud with our new apps, anything that we, we say falls in our DevSecOps model, we now, my team has complete visibility. They see every change as it happens. They know configuration changes. We are able to be part of security testing of code, uh, penetration testing, and we, we've developed these iterative cycles with the development and the ops teams where we're just included in every step along the way. And so I think that's really you know, what you want DevSecOps to be is where, you know, the security team is just incorporated into each step of that development process. And the development process may be actual new code being developed or just that aspect of moving a new application into public cloud. And what are some of the top lessons that you've learned along the way in doing this? I think that from where I sit, the top lessons are just that we've learned is that you, you're not going to do everything right the first time, and you may not do it right the second time. And so you need to be patient with the organization and with the team in, as you move forward and understand that you, know, you, you have a great plan, people pour a lot into the plan, and when they go execute, maybe it doesn't work right, and we have to go redo it. And maybe we have to redo it multiple times. And I think the, the lesson that we've learned is how to fail fast, how to course correct, and then how to move forward. And I think that's crucial for any organization that's going to learn and take on uh, the incredible challenge of, of developing and maintaining your own applications.
And how long have you been using DevSecOps? I, I would say we're, we're we're well over a year now into this, and so I would say our if I was to assign a birth date, so to speak, of when we started working this way, kind of that early spring, you know, March April time of last year of of 2018, and so and we we've evolved. We're not to say definitely not the same looking functioning organization now as we were then. And I suspect in 18 more months, we're going to be different again. And Dan, what's your advice to other healthcare sector entities if they're just considering using a DevSecOps approach for application development? I think understanding why you're doing it and that the stakeholders involved understand that it's not just something that you talk about. There has to be a cultural commitment and people adjusting their mindset to let the, if you're the CISO and the CTO and the, you know, whatever leader over development, letting your teams work together as a unit and not inflicting unnecessary uh, sort of bureaucracy into those who report to you to get things done. And I think that was a, a big turning point for us when my two other peers in the DevSecOps model, we just said, hey, we aren't going to get in the middle of all your business. We will maintain governance and help make the key decisions as they come, but we expect the DevSecOps team to work together and make recommendations on those decisions and and come to agreement within the team of how to do things. And we wanted to make it clear that as leaders, we weren't here to break ties or to win battles one against the other. It was from a governance perspective of what's the right thing to do and empowering that DevSecOps team to, to make the decisions, make the changes, and get things done. And then the you know, other advice, I think, is just that, that willingness to fail and course correct and move forward. A lot of organizations, that's a very hard thing to do. And especially if they're very waterfall-driven organizations, you know, when you want to become an agile-driven organization, part of the plan is to fail and to fail quickly and to change and to move forward. And so I think those are the, the key points of advice I would have. And finally, Dan, when it comes to software that's been deployed in your organization that went through this DevSecOps approach versus maybe earlier that you know you didn't use this approach with certain software, what is the difference between now and then in terms of the security and some of the benefits before and after? What's the difference? It's night and day. We've already just on either the applications we've built or things we moved into public cloud, we have the that configuration evidence documented perfectly now. Where in the past, you know, over time when there, there's turnover and people were learning how to do change management, there's always challenges with configuration management and managing templates where if you're moving into into public cloud and you're really doing DevSecOps and trying to manage your infrastructure as code, so to speak, you start using you know, agile processes for development and automation to reduce variance and you're incorporating all of the security processes and practices along the way so that the outcome that you want is hit each time and then you're constantly checking that. And so that's the other thing we've been able to do is we know what our environment in public cloud and our new applications is supposed to look like. And so we're able to constantly check that 
because we've learned how to manage it and automate those steps. Where you know, with uh, the legacy applications, we're still trying to figure out sometimes how to do that. And if we're not able to always dig in and find all of all the vulnerabilities, then we take other other risk treatment approaches to mitigating risk. And so that's what I like about the, the DevSecOps approach and moving into public cloud is I feel like we just have a much better handle on what the configurations are, how things are, are standardized through automation. Thanks, Dan. I've been speaking to Dan Bowden. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.